All right, it is a Friday afternoon. That means one thing and one thing only around the three o'clock time slot. That means it is Facebook live time. So over the next 15 minutes or so, give us your questions, your comments, your thoughts about Kentucky and North Carolina, because that's where we are going to really put our focus on today. I'm Brian Milam. That is Lee K. Howard the third and uh, Big game, obviously, and sure. everybody keeps going back. At least some of the media did, and we'll get to that in a moment. This is the biggest game Kentucky has played since uh, meeting up with Duke in the season opener. And we all saw what happened in the Duke season opener, and a lot of people walked away from that game disappointed, players, fans, coaches included. Mm -hmm. And so this is the next big measuring stick. And I think, Brian, there's kind of been this feeling among the fans, the Big Blue Nation, that it's almost been a disappointing uh, season so far. Never mind the fact that they've won all these games in a row here. Everybody's still focused on that Duke game. We'll talk about it in a little bit. So I think that just goes to show you how important tomorrow night's game is in beating a, a blue blood team. If they can get the win over North Carolina, I think that completely changes the the kind of feeling of this season and what fans are feeling. I mean, it is a big game for just morale, I think, among amongst the fans. And it's a big game for the players as yeah. well. I think when you look at the schedule at the beginning of the year, you say there are five games that you're going to look at that are not dealing with the Southeastern Conference, and that is Duke, and you've got Carolina, Seton Hall, Louisville, and Kansas. Mm -hmm. That is the measuring stick that this team will be judged by, I think, come season's end, uh, when you take out the SEC. And so far, UK and those five non-conference games, the bigger ones, 0-2. Yeah, so, I mean, it hasn't been pretty, and I think that's why everybody's looking. Well, they've beat, they beat Utah, and they've beat Greensboro. Pop, yeah, yeah, Greensboro and Popcorn State and, <laughs> and, and the different ones like that. And I was like, oh, well, that's great. You should have beat those teams. But when you're on a national stage, and, and I think part of it was Duke embarrassed them. Oh, no doubt. I mean, they got embarrassed by Duke. Let's, let's just put it like that. They got embarrassed by Duke, and I think it took a lot of the air out of the balloon of, of, of everybody. Sure. And so – Cal is trying to get his team better, and no doubt, I mean, game one, it's it's tough to be as good as you can be. I think another thing that really kind of hurt people was the whole Bahamas thing, and everybody oh. was ready. I bought, to, I, I, was, I, I everybody drank the Kool Aid. So um, anyway, but we're on Facebook Live, by the way. Obviously, you know you're watching. We are going to take some questions, and uh, if you have some questions, you can send them. Uh, one guy says, uh, "What's the spread?" I haven't even looked. I at honestly the don't know. Honestly. I, I don't know. So maybe we'll figure that out for you. I, maybe somebody else on Facebook Live can let you know. I don't have any money on it. I, uh, but you will be there tomorrow night. We will be there in Chicago. And just before we get to Coach Cal, we'll get to him in just in just a second. We will have a one-hour Wildcat wrap-up. One hour, 8 to 9 p.m. tomorrow night as we go back and look at how Carolina and Kentucky matched up on the court, the, the nuances of the game, the, uh, the talking points of that game, because it is certainly a big, big ball game. You've got two teams, and I mentioned this yesterday, and I know this is just the, the, the cool stuff for the fans and, and historians, 4,500-plus wins, 37 Final Fours, 14 national championships between Carolina and Kentucky. And these guys put the champions in the Champions Classic. Also, there is UCLA and Ohio State. But between those two teams, UCLA and Ohio State, they've won one national championship in the last 40 years. So Kentucky yeah. and Carolina, everybody's looking at this. And, one. and let's be clear, that wrap-up tomorrow night is immediately following the game right. on WKYT 
We will take John Calipari's press conference. We will also take Roy Williams' press conference. Oh, dad gum so you'll, yeah, you'll, so you'll get to hear from the coaches, probably the players' immediate reaction to the game, win or lose, and our reactions, like you said, that's following the game because the game is right here on CBS, and so that's following the game on WKYT tomorrow evening. And speaking of John Calipari, this is one of the things he said yesterday. This Kentucky team will not be good and not get on a roll until they do the following. We still have some things that if we're ever to truly break through, they're going to have to start doing. And, and I'll talk to them about it. And it's yesterday's practice was good, um, but it's got to be more player driven than coach driven. And you guys know every year, similar to me saying you either win or you learn. When this team becomes empowered, that's when they'll take off. Now, I think I've probably said that every year. It's got to be team-driven, not coach-driven. We're still coach-driven right now. He says that every year. Yeah. He, wants his, he wants his team to take over and somebody to step up and be that leader. I think he's still looking for that guy. And, and I think there are a couple guys on this team that are capable of being that guy. Well, I think, uh, you know, just on the surface, I think Reed Travis has got to be one of those guys. He's the old man on the team. Mm -hmm. Even though he's only been in Kentucky Blue for, what, 11 games? He has been through all the wars of the Pac-12. He's been in a lot of just physical type games. And I still think that even he is looking for his spot on this team. And it takes a while. If you think the freshmen take a while, well, what about a guy who has played three years somewhere else and now comes into a team that's loaded with talent, but hmm, we've got freshmen, a freshman, a freshman, and a talented sophomore and PJ. Uh, another freshman, another freshman, right. and so uh, there's still some some leadership qualities that someone needs to grab right now. All right, let's get to a question or two. Uh, this uh, Greg says uh, UK by eight in a close game, and he picks Tyler Hero as the player of the game. That, that would be good if Tyler stepped up and, <laughs> and was a good player uh, in in this game, especially if he continues to shoot. He shot, yeah. he's you know he showed he can shoot in, in certain games. Um, so is EJ Montgomery starting at the three spot against Carolina? Cal did talk about that, the potential of playing a bigger lineup with EJ, of all people, at the three. And I think a lot of people thought that you could go with a big lineup earlier in the year, but that would be like PJ at the three and not EJ. Would that, I don't think he starts that lineup by any means, but, but do you see a scenario where that happens tomorrow? I think so because North Carolina wants to get it and go. They want to run. This is where Nick Richards, you know, when Calipari in the past has said, this game just wasn't a good fit for this player. Well, this game is not going to be a good fit for Nick Richards uh, because Carolina is averaging 94 points a game. I mean, this team in their wins, their lowest output point production in their wins is 78 points. So this team gets it and they go in a hurry. And uh, I think EJ, if you notice, Kentucky's gone to like an Iron Man seven, mm -hmm. especially with Quade out there, seven guys. You have to bring somebody in off the bench. And certainly EJ has been great in uh, some of the garbage stuff. You put back baskets. He runs the floor well. He shoots the ball well. He's so long. He's right. a good defender, too. He's an athlete. He, you do take away, though, the threat of a three-point shot when you put him at the three. So yeah. I think it may be something that Cal experiments with a little bit just to see how it goes. If it doesn't go, you can bet he comes out of there out of that three spot very quickly. But maybe you counter that, like you said, North Carolina's 
uh, get up and go punch with with a bigger lineup. Yeah, let's hear from Cal because if UK is to beat Carolina, if we have a track meet like we had two years ago in Las Vegas when Malik Monk had 47, UK better uh, put some points on the board tomorrow. They, they've got it. They come at you a lot of different ways and they're going to score points. We got to score too. The games we've played against these guys, in most cases, it's been two teams going right at each other. Um, that's how you're going to have to play. You can't. The, some of the shots they take are tough shots, but they make them. You can't have that phase you. Um, Texas was down, I believe, 17 to 5. And you just keep playing. And they came back and won. Um, Gonzaga had them down. And then they came back and won. I mean, they're a team that's going to score. Um, you know, you just try to make it difficult on them. The biggest thing is you got to rebound. Now, we've been a good rebounding team until the last game. Um, we're going to have to rebound. But they're, you know, they're good. They're a good team. They certainly are. They are a good team. Let's get back to some questions on Facebook Live. A lot of people picking North Carolina. Some saying that the uh, Tar Heels are going to embarrass the Wildcats. And, hey, until the Wildcats prove that they can win a big game, I think yeah. that's, you know, that's, that's fine to assume. Uh, unless you think this team has grown quite a bit since that Duke game, and I think Cal is in that camp, so we'll see uh, if that comes true. One guy says, uh, what's wrong with Nick Richards? And, and I think clearly That's the answer question. is nothing's really wrong with Nick Richards. Cal has kind of made it clear that when he was doing a rotation of four big guys, it doesn't make the competition nearly as, as strong in practice as if he says, I'm going to play three of you, one of you is going to be set out. So, and, and so it's Essentially, he said it's his way of kind of creating a competition within his four big guys to try to get out there and beat out the other three guys. Sure. So it's and it can change from week to week. I mean, who knows? It may be a deal where Nick Richards had a great week of practice this week and we don't see PJ as much tomorrow. I don't know, but excuse me, but so far Nick has kind of been that odd man out and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think the only way that Nick Richards plays in this game is if John Calipari puts a slowdown on the game and make it a half court game because Carolina uh, as I mentioned 94 points a game they've hit 100 or more points I think five times this year look at what Michigan did to Carolina holding uh, holding the Tar Heels to 67 points that is one of the losses I think maybe the only loss Carolina has this year 67 points if Kentucky wants to win I think Cal wants to run in spots. You don't mm -hmm. want to. You've got some thoroughbreds out there with Hagens and Quickly and Hero and Keldon Johnson, who uh, really drives the ball well. I hope I hope Keldon not to get off subject, but I hope Keldon doesn't fall in love with the three because he was hot the other day. Yes, but if he starts out slow, you know what Cal's going to say. Unless he starts hitting, them, yeah, unless he starts hitting a bunch of them, then that, that's fine though. But I think if Nick Richards is to make an impact, Kentucky against Carolina has to slow it down, and they got to be physical in the paint and not get into a track meet with these guys. Yeah, and you and you have to play these types of games in order to see where your team team is at this point. North Carolina is one of those teams. Well, we talked earlier about how Kentucky and Duke, that game is still stuck in everyone's mind right. because it was the first one, it was an embarrassment, and up to this point it was the toughest game on paper. Kentucky has played against the best opponent. And as I mentioned, it's still on the minds of a lot of people. Here's Cal yesterday talking about that. Well, I, I think there's some people in our orbit who have not got over that first game yet. They haven't. We all have. I just asked you this question. When we beat Kansas by 50 that year, did they ever get over that game? Yeah, you get over it. You keep playing. You keep going. And 
but in our orbit, that seems to stand out. Well, let me just tell you something. This team we're playing is going to try to do the same thing to us. You either go fight, be willing passers to make the game easy for us, make the game as hard as you can for them, and they may score anyway and not just move on to the next play. All right, when Cal says his orbit, or this orbit, we are in a semicircle around John Calipari. He's at behind, the press he's at the press conferences uh, during the week. He's behind the podium, and literally, it's like a three-point arc. We've got guys from one corner all the way to the other corner. And so when Cal says in our orbit, that's what he means because as a member of the media, this is the only game. Duke is the only game you can look at and say, has this team improved? We will find out tomorrow because if Cal is right and Carolina is going to try to do what Duke did, not putting out any prognostication, but if Carolina was to whip Kentucky, there's going to be a lot of people scared to death thinking we can beat the Greensboro's and we can beat right. the North Dakota teams and this and that, but we can't beat the big guys with Louisville on the horizon here. And I think it's important to note that maybe some of the fan base hasn't moved on past the Duke game, and, and that's what he was referring to sure. as well as the orbit is still focused on that Duke <laughs> game, which was so many games ago. But you got to remember, these players, they move on very quickly. Yeah, they're 18. I mean, <laughs> I mean it was, it was like probably a rough night <laughs> and probably a rough day the next day, yeah. but they move on very quickly. And so in those players' minds, they've moved well past the Duke game. They don't think about that. In their minds, they're a much better team than they were there, and they probably don't even think about that game very much. They probably know several of these players on the North Carolina game. Mm -hmm. They're looking forward to a, right. another tough opportunity tomorrow, and they're looking forward to, to a chance to, to prove themselves. But I don't think where some of the fan base is so, or media, is so stuck on the Duke game. Yeah. These players are not. They, they have a, a quick memory, and they can, uh, you know, they, they can move on very quickly. So I don't think that game is going to affect them tomorrow whatsoever. And for as long as this world is in existence, from uh, if it's 100 years, 1,000 years, somehow, some way, 1992 and Christian Leitner is going to get brought into the equation just by default. And Kentucky is a rival with Duke from the U.K. perspective. I think if you ask Duke, is Kentucky a rival? I don't think they're going to say that it Not is because much, they're so no. focused on Carolina right. all the time. So uh, it, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a strange situation that until Kentucky beats Carolina or beats Kansas or a heavyweight program, people are going to say, oh, yeah, but you lost to Duke. Unless you flame in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean, the whole the whole season changes if they beat North Carolina and beat Louisville and go into SEC play. Uh, the whole the whole outlook changes completely. Cal has said over the years a lot of quotes. You heard one earlier. Empower my team. Will to I, win. I like my team. We're everybody's Super Bowl. Well, yesterday in the press conference, he also, a new one for him is Popcorn State. Heard it several times this year. <laughs> that is one of Cal's things that he talked about playing Popcorn State and playing Carolina. Everything is an experience with this team, and you can't learn about your team against Popcorn State. How many years have I been here? Ten. Another, you win or you learn. Empower your team. I really like my team. I mean, 10 years has been about the same, the same pace of the team. Some teams started ahead because more guys returned. Some teams started behind this team because of 
trying to play all freshmen or what we returned or didn't return. Um, but yeah, we we just every we're just trying to do this and methodically do it. And I want to have, I want to enjoy walking into a game, and I will this weekend. I enjoyed walking into the Utah game. In the morning, I was saying it's game day. Let's go. It's game day. <laughs> do you have a favorite Calipari catchphrase so that he many. uses he, often? He's had so many. I don't know if I have a, a favorite. Chris Bailey sitting over here said, "What'd you say?" They don't poop ice cream. I don't have a magic. They wand. don't have a magic wand. He hasn't. He hasn't brought that one out either. He, he has tweaked a little bit this yes, season he's already. He's already tweaked twice. He's already. He had one tweak at the, a few weeks ago. Then he had to tweak again because Quaddy transfer, who's going to Washington, by the way, in case you didn't see uh, last night's sports. So he's already had two tweaks. Uh, he likes his team, I think, three times so far this year. Uh-huh. They have to have a well to um, win. Popcorn State empowered yesterday. So we haven't hit the Super Bowl yet. Right. We haven't hit the Super Bowl. But, but, think. Think, but I think his point in all of his cliches that he was actually mocking himself there <laughs> a little bit, was yeah. he's saying this the, every season follows a progression of ups and downs. Now, now the difference was we had a massive down right, right away to start things right. off. But there have been years before in that CBS Sports Classic, or not the CBS, excuse me, the State Farm Champions, Champions Classic yeah. that they've lost, you know, against Michigan State when Julius Randle was a, was a freshman. And then, and then there have been other years where they beat the heck out of Kansas and oh the whole season seemed to be ramping up from there. And, right. of course, that, that team won 38 games in a row. But what I'm saying is the, the season kind of follows a progression every year. And every year we start to question some things. And, and he does use the phrase, we're just trying to not run out of runway. Right. You know, yeah, and that, land the plane, I mean, land the plane, used that one run yet. runway. And the one year when they made it to the finals with the Harrison Twins, 2014, I believe it was, they he just about ran out of runway, he <laughs> said, but he got it going right in the right direction by March. And I think that's his goal. He's not concerned with what no. these games look like. He just wants to make sure in March they're playing really well. And and so uh, tomorrow, like I said, another big step in that direction. It, it is a huge step uh, with Carolina and Kentucky. And it is part of the CBS Champions Classic from the United Center in Chicago, Illinois. The ninth-ranked Tar Heels, the 19th-ranked Wildcats, about 5.15 or so uh, right here on WKYT. A lot depends, obviously, on that first game with Ohio State and uh, UCLA if we start on time. And that will be followed by our Wildcat wrap-up. Lee K. Howard will be here in studio. Alex Walker will be here in studio. I will be in Chicago as we take a look at Kentucky and Carolina. This will be, I believe, the 40th meeting between these two juggernauts. One of the few teams Kentucky has a losing record against. I believe it's 25 to 16, something like 25, 14, something like that. Uh, on the all-time meetings, Carolina is in control of that. But the last two times they played, the South Region final in Memphis two years ago, Luke May hit that yeah, shot. Yeah, I mean, let's, seven not, let's, let's not forget. Oh. Kentucky owes battles. them. Kentucky Heck owes yeah, them after, after what happened uh, uh, with that team with the Monk and Fox and Bam team. Absolutely. Yeah, and then the year and then the meeting before 103-100 in Las Vegas. Malik Monk had 47 points uh, out in Vegas. That was just that was one for the ages of a regular season meeting. And who knows what we will get tomorrow? But we're going to have a lot of fun with it, no doubt.
Absolutely. Looking forward to the game. Uh, it's, a, like I said many times, a chance for the Wildcats to really come out and prove themselves. And Cal always has these measuring stick games every once in a while, and this is certainly one of those. Do you have a key player of the game tomorrow? Who's the guy you think that has to stand out tomorrow for Kentucky? I mean, I think Keldon Johnson has to have another big game because he's got to prove that he can consistently be the guy on this team. I don't know that he has to be the leading scorer on this team every game, right. but he's got to be a guy that shows up every game and he's their most dynamic player as far as the, the highest ceiling in my opinion. So if he comes out and plays well, whether that means he hits five threes in the first half or he's getting to the bucket and scoring and distributing the ball, I think he has to have a big game in order for the Wildcats to, to beat Carolina. I think the guard play is vital for this game, especially if, if Carolina wants to set the pace and uh, race out of the block, so to speak. The guards have got to be in control of this ball game tomorrow. Again, it's on WKYT around 515, followed by a Wildcat wrap-up between 8 and 9 p.m. For Lee K. Howard, I'm Brian Milam. That will do it for today's Facebook Live Friday. We will see you after the game tomorrow night.